Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Hi everyone! Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I am Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is doing a little dance on my left. And guess what, you guys? Love is in the air. Bow, chicka, bow, wow, chicka, bow, wow. Actually, I have to stop myself because... Love is not in the air. Yeah. It's Lo- really not. Love is... In my belly? <laughs> in your belly. Yes. The project of love is in your belly. Can we talk about that for one split second, by the way? Well, I assume we have to talk about where we've been for the past two weeks. We do. But before we do, I just want to... Because I'll forget. Hello, pregnancy brain. Um, I love it that just because you're pregnant, people assume that you must be having love all the time. Well, I don't understand why. Okay. Um, like if, if people are talking about, is this something related? Like when it was Valentine's Day, people were talking about like, oh, you know, I love getting the candies, but you know, he thinks he's going to get some. And then somebody will be like, Chrissy doesn't need to worry about that clearly. And I'm like, yes, we are doing this all the time. Every second of the day. That's how this happened. I don't think people really understand only takes how once. it works. I think, yeah. I think that's what they're meaning. It only took once. No, 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 no. Like, they don't get it. Somebody was talking about kisses today and kissing in. Um, so, I'm and, sure you're like, ugh, gross, kissing. Yeah, gross, kissing. And somebody said that again. It, it was like, we should ask Chrissy because clearly she knows all about that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I'm the, like, what are you, the office whore? Apparently. No, they're talking about you. But but yes, also unrelated, that I, is. I am the office whore. Well, yes, true. In your office, apparently. <laughs> Guilty as charged. And she come by more often. Hey, guys. I'm here to teach some lessons in love. They're like, we already got your lessons, Chrissy. We know. We've, we've seen. We've been there. Okay. Anyway. That was my aside. I just wanted to get that out of the way because it's something I've noticed. And I'm like, really? Really? Hmm. Not a lot of pregnant women around my office to say, you know all about sex. (laughs) Tell me. I can tell. Teach me. You must be doing it all the time. (laughs) So, (laughs) hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, We're sorry we haven't been around for the past two weeks. We kind of had a medical emergency. Well, we don't want to scare you guys by saying the emergency word. Well, we went to the hospital. We did go to the hospital. Uh Um, I was having a lot of issues with my head. And it wasn't even related to just being spacey or dyscalculic for once. It was that my head really hurt a lot. Like excruciatingly so for days on end. And eventually, um, I also had a low-grade fever and some other stuff, and my doctor was like, get thee to the emergency room. So Justin took me. <laughs> Did you send this from, from the medieval times? <laughs> yes. Was- get thee to the, the emergency oh room. God. What if medieval times was actually like a hospital? And you go, and then they're like, we don't use utensils here, just our hands. <laughs> okay, so she said, "Get thee to the emergency room," and I was like, "Or 
Office whore. Office whore? Yes. I accept that challenge. Come upon my steed. Growing lady. That sounds so dirty. Come upon my steed, growing lady. So, anyway, Justin was nice enough, thank you, for taking me to the ER. And uh, at first they were like, your temperature's fine, take a seat. And then later on they were like, yeah, your head... We don't know why it's hurting, but I'll tell you what, let's knock you out on some really heavy drugs, because our philosophy is that if we can get it out one time, then it probably won't come back. And I was like, do I get some too? <laughs> he was like, how does it feel? How does it feel? And I was like, not that I would know this, but it feels like being high, man. <laughs> so his pregnant wife was like sitting there. You know, and they had to put me on an inverted bed because of um, low blood pressure, so blood was rushing to my head, and I felt high as a kite, I think. And our baby was like, what up? The baby was having a look who's talking moment looking at its hand, like, whoa, what hi, Mr. This? Hand. What is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and I told my mom later, and she goes, oh, my God, you, it's going to be an Anna Nicole Smith baby. It's going to come out and be like, man, not making any sense. Is that how Anna Nicole Smith's baby came out? Were you there? <laughs> no. I think she turned out okay. I've seen pictures. Yeah, no. I think we were implying that I was giving birth to Anna Nicole Smith. Anyway, that took up our whole weekend, and then you were sick for, throughout the rest of that week. Recovery is hard, y'all. Making a baby is hard. It is. They gave me a whole bunch of really strong medication to take home, and I've been reluctant to take it, so the headaches kind of come back periodically oh my god that's that was my best story i didn't even tell you this but so oh okay because she was in the hospital she got like five different prescriptions you didn't tell me this i was there no i didn't tell you this no because (laughs) you were here in bed i had to go get the uh prescriptions at target but i had to go get them at two separate times so i went initially and got like two things (laughs) and then came back like later on that day and they were like, I am me like I was Julianne Moore and Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought she, they were going to come, like, say, you know, this is a lot of stuff. Don't, don't, you don't know me. You don't know my life. I've sucked so many cocks. So she starts crying. <laughs> yeah. Except you were going to have the, the Julianne Moore voice. She's like, I've sucked so many cocks. <laughs> anyway. And you don't know my life. I thought, I was like, oh my God, just like that movie Magnolia. Yeah. And we live on Magnolia. Anyway. So, yeah. Drugs. Drugs. And the funny thing is, and I didn't tell you this, I went back the next day (laughs) for more drugs, and the pharmacist was like, do you know how to use this drug now? And I was like, no. And I'm also pregnant. He was like, cool. Okay. And and your doctor said that- You're the office whore. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I recognized you. <laughs> he was like, you know, you're not supposed to have these while you're having sex with a baby. Since you do it all the time, <laughs> clearly. Do you used to be a six foot five dude? Because we <laughs> saw him in here a couple times yesterday. <laughs> do you know that guy? Um, yeah. So he was like, "You shouldn't take this. I'm going to give you something else." No, okay. So fast forward, we we've only really watched two movies in the past two weeks instead of the usual four yeah we originally said that we were gonna <laughs> i was like chrissy let's do romantic comedies for valentine's day <laughs> she's I'm like gonna pick them. she's like yes i'm like okay 
and then she never picked them. I'm like, okay, how do I pick one? You pick the other. Okay. So I pick um, our second movie, Defending Your Life. Chrissy, <laughs> I don't know what you do. You don't pick one. I wanted to pick something I had already seen, but you hadn't. And you were like, that's not how this works. And I went, mm, I don't know. And then. and then somebody on Facebook, and if you are listening to this and you are that person, thanks for the inspiration. I don't know who it was. was like, What Dreams May Come is one of the best movies of all time. And I was like... Really? I'm like, yeah, that's one of my favorite romantic comedies. <laughs> it's apparently romantic, though. You've never seen it. So, she actually <laughs> picked What Dreams May Come. Because of that. We never watched it. Sorry. It's okay. It's not that good. Oh. But we can watch it at a future date. Aren't there, like, psychedelic colors involved in that movie? It's about this guy whose um, wife dies, and he, like, goes... Chasing her? I can't remember. <laughs> that sounds really creepy, by the There's way. There's lots of CGI. I think she gets she dies in like a museum painting or something. <laughs> Wait, she dies in a museum painting? Uh, I can't remember. Like she had a head injury, like through a museum painting? No, like <laughs> he, when he goes after her, like I anyway. <laughs> I saw it once when it first came out. It's like the sad version of Night at the Museum. It's like 15 years. Are you saying Night of the Museum wasn't sad? Because <laughs> I thought it was. I didn't see it. I don't really know. Anyway, so we didn't watch that. And instead, <laughs> I took her out to see The Vow this past weekend. With Channing Tatum. Not that I really was excited to see that in the theater, but I took one for the team. But I didn't push you into it either. I wasn't like, let's go see The Vow. No, you didn't. I said, hey, you want to go see The Vow? You're like, What? Really? And I'm like, yes. I went, okay. So we went to see The Vow, which apparently is the hottest thing since sliced bread. It's made so much money already. Has it really? Yeah. It made like $40 million in its first weekend. That's stupid, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, when I saw the previews for this movie, I'm not going to lie, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't this kind of similar premise-wise to what happened in The Notebook, another Rachel McAdams movie where she has no memory and somebody has to try to bring it back for her? Yeah, I don't know what, what is up with Rachel Adams in movies McAdams. regarding time or mem- <laughs> memory. Yeah, she's got like some weird interest in the space-time continuum and memory lapses. I don't know. Yeah, I instantly think of Notebook and then I... Also, regrettably think of the time traveler's wife. Oh, that was so creepy. <laughs> and her getting stalked all over time by this naked dude. I will say this. <laughs> if you are given the choice between seeing The Notebook and The Vow, see The Notebook. See it over and over again. See it many times. Who hasn't seen The Notebook? People. Though? People haven't seen it. <sighs> no, I, I bet we could call... Take a phone book. I'm like, phone book? What is that? Phone book? Call like 20 random females. (laughs) Back in time in like 1989? Yes. (laughs) They didn't see it. They didn't see it back in 1989. Anyway, everyone's seen that. But this one does have Rachel McAdams in it. What's it about, Chrissy? Okay. I'll give you a brief synopsis. Sure. Okay. Just not the whole movie, just the plot (laughs) of the movie. (laughs) Okay, so... It's about this chick named Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I know I'm giggling. And she gets in a car accident with her husband, Channing Tatum, and she hits her head and she can't remember anything. So he has to try to make her 
like either remember and or fall back in love with him so that they can remain happy and together. Good. Based she, on a true story. She's got some family drama. She does have some family drama, doesn't she? She does. So that's the gist of it. Yeah. What did you think overall? I mean, it wasn't... I, the way we're talking about it makes it sound like it was a really bad movie. It's not a really bad movie. It's an okay movie. For me, even when she's being weird, it's hard for me to dislike Rachel McAdams. I, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of something where I go, she was no good in that, or I really didn't like that movie at all, even with her in it. So she's great, as far as she can... You know, it's the best job she can do in this sort of uh, a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed with Channing Tatum. What? You didn't find him dreamy? I don't. I never did find him dreamy, and I don't understand why some women do. Why don't you find him dreamy? <laughs> He's boring, first of all. He's boring? He's very boring. Okay. He's one note. Okay. And it's it's not just... Like, I saw a Saturday Night Live thing, too. And so it's not just like, I'm like, oh, this, this, this character was kind of, you know, low-key, under-the-radar, kind of, you know, a one-note character. I think that's just his acting. Like, everything's kind of said at the same voice. Shorter sentences. Nothing big. Like, he's just kind of there. And he's not a bad-looking guy, so women look at him and they're like, oh, he's dreamy. I'm like, he's just... Okay, so he's beefy. Like, that's it. He's beefy. That's the best thing I can say about this guy. He's beefy, and he doesn't make me want to throw up. Hmm. What a great plug for him. (laughs) Channing Tatum... Beefy and doesn't make me want to throw up. <laughs> and I'm sure he's a nice guy. I mean, if you look at him, you're not you, you don't think he's um, as we would say in French, antipathique. I mean, he seems sympathetic enough, but he doesn't seem warm. Well, I think the biggest problem was maybe that on the the teeter totter of charisma. Yes, Rachel McAdams has you know lots of charisma to burn while he has you know. No very, charisma? Very little charisma. Well, he's also in that movie with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine coming out, um, which ironically was playing in like the theater no, right he's next not. Door. Isn't he? No, you keep saying that. That's Who not, is that then? That's Tom Hardy. Are you sure? Yes. This means war. Are you positive? Shane Tatum was in Step Up. Was it Step Up 1 Step Up 2? I don't know. I think he was in Step Up 1. Are, we, are you sure he's not in that movie? You're positive? This means war. Yes. I'm 100% sure. Okay. But he is in uh, 21 Jump Street that's coming out soon that I actually hear is really, really good. Well, good. Maybe he just needs to get away from romance and comedy. Or just badly written romance. I mean, even though this movie was a true story... There's times throughout this movie. I don't know the true story well enough to know beat for beat what's actually happened and what was. Which is surprising because the couple was on your show. Uh, The real life couple, that is. Well, unless it's my actual show. Right. I don't freaking care. I don't have time to, you know. In other words, a show that somebody else worked on, not you. Yes. Got it. Um, I mean, as you see, there, there are face card at the end of the movie they look nothing like rachel mcadams or channing <laughs> like, oh that does not look like them <laughs> um i don't know like i said it, it, even though it's a true story there's times where okay i'll give you the exact point where this movie lost me number one i think this movie would have been well served by having 
more of the couple before the accident. Yes. Because I think there was like, what, five minutes of them before the accident? And, and even then it was like a, a summation of their relationship. But the number one scene in that five minutes that you know, because I laughed out loud, was um, they had like the whole montage of, oh, they're falling in love. This is their dating. They're, they're loving each other. And there's a scene where they're, <laughs> they're riding in the car. And uh, Rachel McAdams looks at him and says, did you fart? <laughs> and he says, uh, and she rolls up the window. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the best thing ever. And he's like, I knew I loved you. <laughs> and it's that quick. Yeah, just in burst into laughter. And we both looked at each other with WTF faces like, are you kidding? Well, like Does I said, there's wrong? less than five minutes of the couple and how they like fell in love and why is this connection so deep? Like, why should we care that he tries so hard to, you know, make her fall in love with him again? It's because she rolls up the windows when he falls. So gross, right? And my favorite part, though, is that you just said that that's when they lost you. That was five minutes into the movie. <laughs> A two-hour movie. Five minutes in, apparently, is when they lost you. Because well, I just couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> You're like, all right, let's well, you go. watch the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, um, I'm like trying to think of other points in the movie. There's another point in the movie, um, which I also laughed and you thought it was funny, was when he, um, was explaining to a co worker of his what his like sex move is, or, <laughs> and he's like. I tickle her. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I tickle her to get her out of her head. And I was like, oh my God, that's going to be the ending to this movie. And so you were waiting for it. Like every time you wanted her to snap out of it, I was like, here comes the tickle monster. He didn't say that, but that's what we felt like. And then he would go and tickle her and she would, you know, yelp and jump in the air like, what the hell are you doing? Well, you don't lay the groundwork like that and not like bring it back in the end with some tickling to seal the deal. I don't even seal the deal. Break her out of her memory funk or whatever she was going through. <laughs> this will break your memory lapse. Or why include it at all? It was so out of left field. Anyway. That, yeah, but the whole movie is like that. There are just moments where you're like, what? Or okay. And you're not supposed to laugh, but you do. But but anyway, it all goes back to the main problem, I think. Besides the fact that the script was... Not good. Not good. Was <laughs> we got five minutes of them before the relationship... And the rest of the movie was after. And you're just like, okay, I understand they're in love, but why are they in love? <laughs> what happened there? I find it interesting, too, that, I mean, I get it when you, when you lose your memory or, you know, you wake up and you think that it's five years ago or whatever. You, you're going to be slightly altered, shall we say. But she was a completely different person as far as... What her interests were, what she liked, how she dressed, how she did her hair, how... I mean, everything. And not just, like, fashion. Because that, that could happen. I mean, if I woke up tomorrow and I was five years in the past, I'm sure I would look a little bit different, too. But it was, like... It was Jekyll and Hyde. It was totally different personalities, even. Well, she... When she was with him, she was part of the 99%. And then once she knocked her head, she's like... The 1%. Because she did come from an affluent background. Not only an affluent background, but a family where her parents are always like... It's like they're... 
planning something diabolical in <laughs> the background that you don't know. Evil wasps? You're like, are they burying bodies in their backyard or whatever? That mother did do a lot of gardening. There was a scene where she was digging, and that's probably what was happening. Poor Jessica Lange. Like, she only had that one scene the whole movie where, like, oh, they're actually letting her act. But the yeah. rest of the movie, she's just like, oh, poor Jessica Lange. That was the first scene where I was like, no, she seems familiar to me. Before, she was just kind of there looking harrowed and worried. And then the dad was like, he was the evil villain. Even yeah. I, I kept expecting him to be like, are you sure you don't want to come home to Jurassic Park? You know? <laughs> what? Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. That was her dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> no? Uh, you know. Hello. Brain, what? Hello. I have no idea. But, um, yeah, there was a scene where he's talking to Channing Tatum. He's like, let's have some scotch. You could tell that Channing is like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever had. And he's like, it's great, isn't it? All right. I'm going to level with you. I'm sure you're great. You seem really great. But I know that you must have a lot of bills because she didn't have medical insurance. So how about you divorce her? And those bills go away. I'm like, what the hell? This is like the mob where it's like, I take care of the family. You take care of us. Except by take care of, I mean you leave. Yeah, I was like, what? And then he did divorce her. And I was like, okay, so does that mean that the bills yeah, are paid? I don't think he, he, he should try a little harder. <laughs> yeah, he was just kind of like, I'm not going to do it, man. And then he went inside and punched out this old ex-boyfriend and they were broken up shortly thereafter. Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman, yeah. He kind of deserved it in that moment. What happened to Scott Speedman, by the way? What do you mean what happened to him? His face. His face? Yeah. There's something wrong with it? Just didn't age well. Aww. His teeth are fucked up. Oh, sorry. F word. His teeth? Yeah. His teeth in his face are... They're like chipped on... His two front teeth are like evenly chipped like uh, on a diagonal on both sides. Like... Mm-hmm. I wasn't even noticing that. I couldn't stop looking at that. That was all I could look at whenever he was you, talking. You a DDS over here? No, but come on. Like, that's what was going on. Do you... So, <laughs> let's, put, let's put you in Channing Tatum's shoes. Say we were in an accident. Channing Tatum. And I went through... By the way, that was like the most slow motion... Headbang? Operatic. <laughs> she just went like through the, the, the windshield like. It was almost graceful in a way. It was like, I'm going to float to this glass and then I'm going to hit it. So, was, so say ahead. that happens. Yeah, to you, you're saying. I wake up and I don't remember any of the last seven and a half years. That's eight, a long time. Eight years. Oh my gosh. I'm like, who are you? Like, why do I have cable? When did we get cable? What are you talking about cable? I'm thinking back to like who you were eight years ago and how like you were young and like living in this apartment with a roommate who ate bacon all the time and you had no cable and you had like this little TV. <laughs> I love that that's what you go back <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> we have cable at our at our apartment together. You'd be wowed. You come in and be like, is this all mine? And I'd be like, yes, you're very successful now. Also, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm the office whore. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm preggers with your baby. You'd be like, how do I know it's mine? 
I'm like, yeah, it's the bacon roommates. That's really who did it. <laughs> you look down and, and you look at, at Maggie, our dog, and you'd be like, we have a dog? What happened to Priyanka's dog, the little pug? And I'd be like, um, we have some splaining to do. You should probably sit for a moment. So you're saying you would fight for me? Of course. And then you'd you would be just like, divorce me on the spot. Then you'd be like, so I'm really successful now, right? Like, what am I doing? And I'd be like, you're an AP. And you'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. All right. This was eight years ago. What are you talking about? I'm like, it's the same. Oh Different place. <laughs> you're on <sighs> network TV now. Wow. There was a recession. I explained the recession to you. <laughs> You're really making me feel good. <laughs> Thanks. You just called me the office whore. You're the one that called yourself the office whore. <laughs> you started it. No, I didn't. You yep. want to start you it. Like, You're like the office whore. And I was like, ha yes. And then we went with that. <laughs> Don't be sad. Anyway. I'm very proud of you. Back to the movie. <laughs> okay, no, 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 wait. It's only fair. Same question. I've woken up and it's eight years prior. Go ahead. Lay it on me. I'd be like, I'd take you back to your place and be like, you really want to stay with this? <laughs> You're talking about when I lived with my dad? Yes. If that place isn't his anymore. You're going to take me to somebody else's house? Yes. <laughs> Do you really want to stay in this person you don't know his house? Like, um... No, obviously, I would, you know, I would fight for you. Luckily, I have more than one video of our love yeah. captured instead of, you know, Channing Tatum, who right. he had one video. Where were all the pictures? Like, Here's an important one, because actually, and this could work in a way for me. What if, because I don't have a great relationship with my dad, I suddenly went back in time, and for whatever reason, back in time, everything was fine. And I'm like, yay, daddy's here. And you're like, oh my God. Like, how would you handle that? How far did you go back in time? 20 years. Medieval time? Are we back in medieval times again? <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Is thou my father? <laughs> oh, man. Thou seems, seemest to care for me. I uh, know, yeah. But, I mean, if we're pretending for that we had five minutes of being okay, like... How would you lay it, lay it on me? Like, um... No. <laughs> I'd be like, um, no. <laughs> Come outside. Let me tell you <laughs> who that is. <laughs> um, I, it, I would fight for you, like, you know, a hundred times harder than Channing Tatum did in this movie. Exactly. And I would fight for you a hundred times harder than Rachel McAdams didn't fight at all. <laughs> oh, like, she was, like, the worst. Yeah, she was like, I'm over this now. She's like, can I go home now? <laughs> She was totally like that. That's actually an incredibly good imitation of her character for the entire trajectory of the film after the accident. And I felt like her hair got worse and worse. I thought it got better, actually. Better and better. Really? I did. But they were all like, they looked like wigs. Well, I'm sure they were. Her wigs got worse. No, they got, they got better. Come on, in the beginning she was wearing that Velma Kelly wig and it didn't even look right. It was super dark and like weirdly chopped in places. And then it got long and choppy, and then she just kind of stopped doing it altogether. It was okay in the accident scene. And then um, she lightened it and straightened it. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yep, there it is. Um, did you buy the ending? Of did you? Um, I will tell you this. I appreciate that they left it, and I usually don't like this. I appreciate that they left it somewhat open ended. In that, like, all right, let's let's go somewhere and you know eat and like just kind of talk and be happy and. They weren't back together. It was just like, hey. But then it cut to the car. Yeah, and it was like, by the way, they ended up having two kids and they're totally together today. And I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't mind. If, if they had not done the little epilogue card, I wouldn't have minded letting it end there where you're like, oh, I think they're going to make it. Or I think. Where's the sequel? No, no, no sequel. No? No. The vow, the, the vow too? I don't. Th- what, what other vow is there? Vow to have a sequel. <laughs> I don't know. I went and read about the real story, and apparently, it sounds like the wife was she like thought it was her duty, like as a like she's like it's God's wife? plan. Oh, it was my duty, one and of those. I'm like uh, that's not as romantic. I'm kind of glad they left that part of the story <laughs> out of the movie because I would have been like, let's go. It's, oh, God. Should she read that stupid book that Candace Cameron Bure is always plugging? <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure. She's crazy. The one where it's like, the man is the head of the household and the woman is the head of the man. What? Oh, you. Oh, my God. I can't. The woman is the head of the man? Where's yeah. the man's head? With God. So it's like this guy walking around with like a Candace Cameron Bure head? It's like this. It's like man serves God, uh-huh. woman serves man. That's like the Duggars. Yes, it's very, very similar. And they call um, women the men's help meet. Help meet? Yeah. And they spelled like M E E T, but really it's actually like M E A T. It's And she's like, I don't mind taking a back seat to my husband because he runs this family and that's the way it should be. And I am here to assist him in that. That's my role as a woman. Like, and she's emphatic about it. And there's a whole book. She, she wrote a book too, but there's a different book that she always plugs by somebody else who she follows fervently. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy like that. So this girl that apparently was the inspiration for Rachel McAdams's character sounds a little bit like that. Wow. Crazy. By the way, if you think I'm crazy, Google "Are you a good person?" with Candace Cameron as like a part of the search, and you will find her whole little world. There's a quiz. Is she a good person? No. She's, no, she's not. The quiz will no. That that's the point of the quiz. The quiz will ask you like based <laughs> on we the. Quit? Ten, We're asking her if she's a good person. No, it's like based on the Ten Commandments. It'll be Is like Candace a good person. It'll be like, have you ever murdered somebody? And you'll be like, no. And then it'll be like. Have you ever really not liked somebody, like, where you thought you'd hate them? And then you're like, sure. And then it goes... She's like, what is that person's full name and address? (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, Candace Cameron, like, is at their front porch with a knife. (laughs) I'm your assist meet. (laughs) And then you're like, wait a second. I mean, yeah, but why? And then it goes... (laughs) Wait a minute. DJ? (laughs) 
And then in the quiz, after you're like, yeah, sure, I have not liked somebody before, it goes, in God's eyes, this is the same as murder. And, like, it comes up with really random Bible verses to support that fact of, like, how not liking your neighbor or hating your neighbor or whatever is, like, the exact same thing in God's eyes, sin-wise, as murder. So, therefore, you're a murderer. So, you might as well murder them. No kidding, right? That's what I got when I read that. But she's like... If you've ever held hate or dislike for anybody in your heart, it's the same as murdering them. So you're you're a murderer. And she goes through each one of the commandments like that. And by the end, you've done all of them. And it's like, so this is why you need Jesus. <laughs> My gosh, Candace Cameron. Right? What she the- got it from Kirk, let's be honest. But, you know, they're all a little nutty now. Holy mackerel. I cannot wait to show you this quiz after. No, I think it, this is ringing bells. I don't want to see this quiz. <laughs> Are you a good person? Huh? Are you a good person? Apparently not. No. Apparently I want to murder everyone. <laughs> and I will be your help meet to that cause. Thank you for being my help meet. <laughs> my vow to be your help meet. <laughs> let's go let's go let's go back to medieval times. Murder the everyone. The hospital, the medieval times hospital. Yes. <laughs> so wait, what would you give the vowel oh, grade? Man. C plus. See, that's being yeah. generous. Well, because it's not unwatchable. I, could, I didn't say it was unwatchable. Right, anything below a C, C is unwatchable. C minus. Well, imagine if it would have been. It wouldn't have been Rachel McAdams. That's true. Imagine the. Imagine though, on the flip side, if it had been somebody other than Channing Tatum. What if it would have been Ryan Gosling? Oh, it would have been much better. <laughs> much better. I don't. I don't think he's a lost cause. I think. Okay. You do think he's a lost cause? I think in terms of any sort of romantic movies or movies where he has to be anything other than a tough guy, yeah. Do you know that he used to be a uh, a male stripper? Yeah, I saw the Saturday Night Live thing. He's going to be in that new Soderbergh movie about uh, male stripping with uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, well, all right, all right. Joe Werewolf from True Blood, the big guy. Joe Werewolf. I'm like, that's, at first I'm trying to place, I'm like, that's a person? Joe Maginalo. Maginalo. Anyway, he's big. Danny Danum. Anyway, I guess we'll wait to see how he does. Channing Tatum is like a dumbed-down version of Matt Damon. And I really like Matt Damon. Dumbed-down version of Matt Damon. Yeah. Watered down in looks and dumbed-down in personality and apparently... At least the way he acts, intelligence. Hope you don't meet him on a street someday, man. You've been I, talking bad about no, him. No, I said it. I was like, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. He's really good at lip quivering. He did a lot of that in this movie. He did a lot. He could not dress to save his life. And he organized those blueberries to say move in that one time in the movie. He had, and she was like, movie? And he's like, no. And then he like fixed the spelling on it. I did like that he dropped her off that cold kit. That was cute. As he was like standing in (laughs) the cold pouring rain. (laughs) Like he's going to get a cold now. He's going to get it and give it right back to her. Anyway. All right. So moving on from the vow. Yes. The vow. To defending your life. Yeah. Chrissy, you've never seen defending your life before. I've never even heard of it. And and I don't think anyone else has either. I feel like this is one of those movies that only you have heard of. Really? It's with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep, you guys, if you're listening to this and going, huh? Well, it was released in the early 90s when you were still a young tot. You were, what, eight years old when this came out? 91? Uh, closer to seven because I'm born late in the year. So. Yeah. It's a little early. Yeah, but even so, I mean, post being seven years old, I never heard of it. 
And the people who, to whom I've mentioned this movie have also never heard of it. Well, you know what? What? Maybe they should watch it. Well, maybe they should. Would you recommend it? What did you think? It was an interesting premise. Uh-huh. I, I like the idea of... Um, I can't call it sci-fi because it's not sci-fi, but, you know, of creating a whole little alternate universe. Um, I like dystopian novels a lot, and this was kind of like a comedic dystopian afterlife. Okay. And it's kind of all about what happens after you die and how you don't go straight to heaven or hell. You go to this purgatory-like place called Judgment City where you have a trial, basically. Um, and people, they, they're not looking at the whole trajectory of your life, the people who are deciding your fate. Rather, they look at, like, like vignettes, like little scenes that seem to be picked at random out of your life and then kind well, of they have to decide. build a case. There's, there's a prosecutor well, and yeah, a defense. Yeah. Right. So they pick vignettes to strengthen their case, whatever it may be. That's true. And some people have, like, three scenes. Some have, like, ten it's true. Yeah. And then they decide, like, not whether you should necessarily go to heaven or hell, because there's isn't the whole religious implication in this movie. It's more well, they, about... In the movie, they said there, there's no such thing as hell. Right. They did say that. It, it's, it's more about... It's basically like you you go on or you go back. It's kind of like a Buddhism thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you been... That's actually exactly what it is, the more I think about it. Are you enlightened? Mm-hmm. Or are, do you need to, like, go back and Get be you. reincarnated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a total Buddhism thing. Okay. Did Albert Brooks write this? I think so, yeah. I think he did. He's a smart guy. He is a smart guy, and he's very funny. He is funny. And he's very serious when he's cutting people across the wrist and drive. This is like your third <laughs> Albert Brooks movie. What was the second one? Uh, Broadcast News. Oh, yeah. He was good in that, too. That was actually your first one, but... Well, prior to these movies, I always thought of The Simpsons as my go-to Albert Brooks reference. Yes. I think we discussed that last time we talked about Albert Brooks. No, I know. But they're going on 500 episodes. Isn't that crazy? So, wait. Well, you, so, you said you just like the premise? Well, I know. I, I, I like the premise. I found it to be very original. The writing was quirky and interesting. Uh-huh. Um... Albert Brooks had some great lines and great interactions with other people. We haven't even talked about one of my favorite parts of the movie. Okay. If I go <laughs> to a purgatory place like this, who, what chick would I want to hang out with other than you? Meryl Streep. She was there. She's in this movie. What if she hadn't died yet in this real-life version <laughs> that you are concocting? What if she hadn't died? Are you going to wait there in Judgment City for Meryl to come along? Oh, man. Well, I could only imagine how many vignettes I'd have to look at if I was trying to defend myself. <laughs> I thought about that when watching this. I was like, I don't know that I could defend myself. <laughs> I'd, I'd get to a point where I'd be like, fuck it. Just put me back in. I get it. I know. I didn't get it right. It's cool. I understand. You can just put me back now. <laughs> And maybe they would reward me for my honesty. They'd be like, she is enlightened, for she is honest. Oh, man. I forgot. What did they say about people who are, like, really bad? Like, people who are, you know, molesters or murderers. <laughs> who apparently is everybody, if you ask Candace Cameron. But 
Like what? Are, what happens to those? Well, people? number one, they don't get to stay in the nice hotel. Oh, they got that's right. They got removed from the population. They got like a few chances, mm-hmm. then they got removed. removed. They're bad eggs. I'm like, how many chances do down, you get to go, go down, back and hurt people again? They go down the bad egg thing, like in Willy Wonka, like. <laughs> how many chances do you get? Yeah, like they're like, she's only had two chances. She only killed like five people in her last life. Just put her back. We'll give her one more chance. <laughs> and then the Candace Cameron of of the Purgatory is like, <laughs> that's like thinking about if your neighbor killing people. Blah, blah, blah. Remember, sleeping in late, which is also gluttony, is the same as murdering people. Man. Apparently God doesn't differentiate. Um, my favorite thing about, uh, what do they call it? Judgment City. Judgment City. Yes. Is that everyone gets to, uh, from place to place by tram. They do. They're monorail. The, the universal, <laughs> it's not a monorail. It looks a little bit like a monorail. A monorail goes on an actual track, hun. A tram. There was a track involved. Huh? There was a track involved. No. The only track that involved was the road. <laughs> you can call that a track if you want to. <laughs> I don't know why. When you said there was no track, I was like, I it. think it was actually um, the old school Universal Studios Hollywood trams. That was what was used. Isn't that also kind of like a monorail? A monorail goes on a track, hun. <laughs> How is this different? A tram does not go on a track. A tram can drive around like through the Jaws exhibit and through <laughs> King Kong and all this stuff. It's, so it's not on a track when it does that? It can like go off-roading? A monorail. You know that, the, <laughs> you know when you're a little kid and you got taken to Disney World and you're like, oh my gosh, I can drive my own car. But it's yeah. not, it's a car with that's like on a little like. It's like on a track. Yeah, on a track. Yeah. That's like a monorail. Yeah. Is it a tram tra- also on a track? No. For sure? For sure. Next time you hear us look down. You could down. go off-roading in a tram? <laughs> yes. I went off-roading in a Surrey once. Oh, God. <laughs> Surrey's not on a track either. No, but we were pedaling, and we didn't know where the hell we were going, and we ended up off-roading the Surrey. We, it was in uh, Solving. Well, that's as bad as murdering someone. Ended up in somebody's backyard. It was like all dirt. And we're like, where the hell are we? Um, How do you back up to Surrey? The point is. Yes. Tram would be nice. I would love if a tram just picked me up and took me to work. <laughs> or monorail. Not the same thing, but that would be nice I as well. I would imagine monorail would be faster. Like, a tram doesn't go very fast. I know. Well... Mostly old people in in this whatever city again. They were all comatose. Yeah, he was like the youngest one by far. It's true. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I like Meryl Streep in this, but to be honest, mm-hmm. I feel like this wasn't her best part. She's great in everything she does, but I feel like there are other people who could have played her just as easily. Really? Yeah. Like who? Um, Diane Keaton, Goldie Hawn. Okay. Off the top of my head. All right. Just galang. <laughs> but I think she's really funny. I don't. I think she, she is be, funny. She should be in more comedies. It's true, and it, it's nice to see her do something different. Besi- I agree. Besides, it's complicated, which we love and we watch all the time. It, it, well, it's because it's on it's on HBO at all times. But we always watch it whenever it's on HBO. Like we always put it on because it's a what call it movie who always has nice kitchens and 
Nancy Myers. Nancy Myers. She does. There's a certain feel to Nancy Myers movies completely. Yes, very rich, white bread feel. Yeah, and but I mean, even in the way the characters like meander through their lives in wonderment of their surroundings and like not like surprise, but like how is this happening to me? Sort of thing. I'm rich. <laughs> Why am I not happy? I'm rich, bitch. Yes, that happens a lot in Nancy Myers movies. <laughs> It was really the underlying theme to what women want. Oh, man. I only saw that once. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, wait. Is there anything else about defending your life that you would like to speak on? I feel badly because I feel like I'm not doing the movie justice by just kind of giving you a synopsis and being like, Well, you eh, did well, watch it like a week ago. That's like... In Christy time, that could be a year. A year. But, you know, I, like I said, I, I thought the plot was very original. I enjoyed kind of the... The art and set design and directing about how they, you know, like you were saying, you know, how to tram, had a whole city. They all wear caftans, which was funny. Um, it's comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's apparently very comfortable. And, and he, Albert Brooks got many compliments on how he rocked the caftan. He looked very good in it. And hmm. another thing that you would like, you, you know, go eat all you want at the buffet. You never, never gain any weight. weight. That was awesome. I did enjoy that. That's true. I'd be like... How can I draw out this defending my life thing? I did notice this, though, right? <laughs> that he would go, and he'd be like, all right, I'll have, like, one of everything. Or, like, I'll have this giant breakfast platter. And, like, a minute later, somebody would come and be like, oh, you should get back on the tram because you're going to miss your, your appointment. And he'd be like, oh, okay. So he has, like, a bite of bacon and then leaves. I'll take the monorail. <laughs> They're the same thing. It's close. But, yeah, I would definitely be... Drawing everything out, be like, okay, I defended my life. Do you want me to defend your life? Everybody seems, <laughs> defend that guy's life. Seriously, everybody seems like they're in a relatively good mood in this city too. Like, the, there's this old woman on one of the trams who wants to talk about her dogs and like her life before she died. She's super old and just talking, and she's like, "Do you have time?" And he's like, "Sure, go right ahead." Like, he doesn't care. It's like we're on the monorail. I mean, tram thing. You might as well tell me your life story. It's cool. Okay. Okay. So I recommend that people see this. It's it's cute. It's it's a nice little escapism sort of movie. Um, and like I said, I think it's it doesn't really have a, a weak point per se. If anything, I would say that it. It's like Cotton Candy. Yes. yes. Not that I hate saying Meryl Streep is wasted in any movie because no, she's not. It's just that because it's well, like it's, Cotton Candy, she doesn't have much to do. Well, I think it's more. It's not even she's a lead actress. It's more like a supporting. Right. Role. She just doesn't have much to do. Okay. Except be cute. Be cute and charming. And charming. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, what would be your final grade? Give it a B. B. I'd probably get like a B plus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> What are you laughing for? I just think you're cute. Thanks. Because I'm the office whore. That's what I tell people before I whore them. Hey, man. Would be nice. <laughs> Since we do it all the time, clearly. Guys, it's baby business, man. <laughs> Let's talk about babies. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just laughing. Um, Chris is getting... She's growing in size. Which is weird because I haven't gained any weight. Yeah, so, you got these things going on. He's referring to my chesticle veins. <laughs> Thanks for that, by the way. We're feeling uh, a baby inside you, so we now 
It's like, until that happens... You I mean, think it's there. You think it's there. You see and hear the heart beating and the ultrasound thing. But then you go home and it's like, oh, you kind of forget. But until you start getting, like, the baby bump and then actually feel it, it's like, maybe. And then you're like, yes, it's there. <laughs> it's true. It is confirmation, I will say, especially after this whole hospital thing. And I was kind of scared of all the medicine they were giving me. Um, in truth, it's nice to see the bump grow a little bit after that. Because I'm like, oh, good, it's still there. Not that it went anywhere. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's there. You hear that baby? The baby can hear. I know. It's heard this whole podcast. It, it has. It's a little freaked out for its future. I know. We're going to like... This is what the baby has Talk heard about this about movie, it. baby. The baby's what? been sleeping through a lot of this and then has picked up select parts. It's heard murder, <laughs> same as anything else, and some sort of purgatory afterlife and, and judgment and... Medieval times hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's heard the really bad parts. It's, it's scared. It doesn't want to come out now. It's done. It's going to stay. Awesome. I'm excited for him or her. To stay? What? To stay and not come out? Yeah, stay and not come out. <laughs> That's what we were just talking about. You're like, I'm excited. No, I'm talking about the baby in general. I'm sure the baby is excited to meet you, too. Yeah? Sure. Awesome, baby. Are you just bumping the baby? I just bumped the baby with nice. my fist. You know who else I think is going to be excited for the baby? Who? Maggie, our dog. Of course. Maggie has taken to lying down on the couch, not just next to me, but with her head always on my stomach. She's listening. She is listening. You can tell. She wants to... She wants what? Lick the baby's face. That's what she wants. She does want to lick the baby's face. Anyway. Um, We don't know what we're having yet, by the way. I know you're probably wondering that and you were going to ask in a comment or something. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to find out in March. Late March. It's true. We will. So, until then, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes. There's so many ways to get a hold of us and stalk us, really. Yeah. But you know what? Google Maps. You know huh? what you shouldn't do? What? You shouldn't covet us. Because that's the same as murdering. Don't even think about us in a negative manner. Murderers. Murderers. You're going to have to defend your life after this. Oh, that's the one thing about defending your life I forgot to talk about. What? Um, the one thing it reminds me of is I definitely do not want to die in a really embarrassing way. <laughs> True wouldn't, death. Wouldn't that be the worst? Like what? Like you die during masturbation, you have a stroke or something? Well, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you're driving and, you know, with your top down in LA and you've been down to get something off your floorboard and you crash and instantly die, but. Well, that's just stupid. Like. Masturbate. <laughs> you said embarrassing. So I really went for it. <laughs> like there are a few worse ways to die than that, right? Um, well, maybe not. I mean, maybe you're super happy when you go out, and so, like, there's that. I don't know. I think if you're a really, really old dude, but you're still, like, getting the sex, and you have, like, a heart attack while you're having sex, and you're really, really old, not a bad way to go out. You know what would be also really embarrassing? What? If you're, like, a clown, and it's your day off, and you slip on a banana peel on the sidewalk and, like, crash your head open. That's embarrassing. That was a terrible joke. It wasn't a joke. It was real. That's like murdering someone. 
Making a bad joke. Making a bad joke. Okay, note to self. Candace is coming for me. That is sad and embarrassing. Note to self. Don't be a clown. Note taken. Don't carry around banana pills. Oh, I'm ending the pockets now. It's, they're full of banana pills. <laughs> waiting for this to happen. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, we're out. We love you. We love you, too. Long time. <laughs> we love you, long time.